Hey guys, welcome back to Marcel Mondays. This isn't something I normally do, but I'm going to add this little snippet before the intro plays out. Today I'm joined with my guest, Rory Lease. He's a 30-year-old marketer, originally born in the United Kingdom and moved out to Canada about three years ago. Rory has a great story just about coming of age, becoming an adult, things he's learned. And initially, what I wanted to do for this episode was focus on the United Kingdom education and youth and what it was like growing up compared to, you know, our experience growing up through the Canadian education and youth. And yeah, so something you could relate to, but also think about for, you know, other students living in other countries, what it's like for them. We started off great. I think we went into great topics and ideas, but I slowly started to see that Rory wasn't fully confident within this idea. And so our main topic slowly becomes about mentorship and building relationships throughout your career. So because I never mentioned that topic, I'm just going to mention it now. So I hope you guys do enjoy this episode. It's one of my favorites and I'll catch you around. back to the Marcel Mondays podcast. I'm your host, Marcel, aka Marcus Fernandez. And today is the sixth episode. I don't know if this is going to be released as the sixth episode, but today I am filming the sixth episode. So welcome. I am happy to be back. It's been, uh, it's been about a week since I've been on the air, but here we are. And today we got a special guest or a very close friend of mine. His name is Roy Lees. Roy moved out here to, to Canada three years ago. He's a UK lad at heart, but <laughs> and yeah, so I met Rory through my job at at Locavore there, and yeah, he moved out to Canada three years ago and started working there. I think pretty much right away, and that's where we first connected. You may be wondering what what does Rory have to offer us today? So, the first topic we're going to talk about, or the main topic we're, we're talking about today, is uh, UK youth versus Canadian youth. The compare and contrast of growing up in the UK, as well as growing up in Canada, how, what the schooling is like, what just being a kid is like. And Rory's got a lot of knowledge on that. So <laughs> welcome, buddy. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. How am I? Yeah. Um, been nervous. Been nervous right now. It's been a while since I've been on, but how are you? <laughs> How's your nerves? Not bad. Have you ever done something like this? Yeah, no, that uh, music has just uh, chilled me out quite a lot, though, actually. So Yeah, there, yeah the Marcel Mondays music. Shout out, yeah. shout out George Malpass for that. He's a, he's a legend. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to first ask, because I know you grew up in Manchester, what it was like just as a kid growing up with your, your family there in, in Manchester? Yeah. So uh, I actually grew up in uh, a little village called Norden. So it's about 12 miles outside of Manchester City Centre. I say I'm from Manchester for Canadians and things. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I brought, so I grew up, it's part of a town called Rochdale. And, you know, growing up through school there was pretty good. Yeah. So Norden, like Norden Village was, uh, part of the place where I grew up and um yeah basically I went to a school called Norden School there which was uh, right down the road from my school from my house and yeah yeah I mean all together it was a pretty good pretty decent childhood. When you start like for schooling you just mentioned your school you went to but what what age would you start is it 
Because I know they have different ways to call each grade. So we go by yeah. grade 10, grade 11, grade 12. But you yeah. you guys go by year, right? Yeah. So you start off in, most kids will start off in like, um, I want to say nursery. Or you might call it kindergarten. Here. Kindergarten, yeah. Um, and then you go into primary school, which is reception, year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six. And from there, you probably, it's about from like four to 11, the age of four to 11, you go to that. And from there, you then go into high school. So your high school is a bit like, you're a bit older as you go into high school there. So we're 11 to 16. 11 to 16. Yeah. So you have, or 15, depending on how young you are, maybe. But so you get into that and then you go through high school and then you can just finish at 16 if you want to. So that's year 11 that you finish at. Year 11. Yeah. Oh, but then year 12, that's like the, the extra extra years like you, you've yeah. graduated but you can continue to go you can do if you want to yeah so basically you can you can either drop out you'll not drop out but you would like go into maybe some kind of work you can start your own business if you wanted to at 16 it's completely up to you um but if you wanted to you could do that and then you can either choose to go into maybe like a plumbing trade or maybe like a bricklayer or anything like that a lot of my friends did that too back in Rochdale and and then you can go from that to you know into your career but if you choose to carry on your education, you can go to uh, like A levels, which is what I did. Uh, so basically, I like you do that. Like, cause I did it because I didn't really know what I wanted to do at the time. Because you're only sixteen, you're a kid, and like I'm not really sure what I want to do. So I took A levels, and you could go into do like you can choose your different modules. So I did like business and psychology and uh, sociology. I originally did maths, and then I was like, I'm not sure about that, so I'm going to take <laughs> go into psychology instead. Yeah. And, uh, that was actually pretty good. It actually tied up well with everything that I was looking to do eventually through business. Um, and then from A-levels, you can go into university. Okay. Yeah. So could I consider it calling it pre-university in a way? Pretty much, yeah. We call it college. But, um, college. Like we, so you can either go to sixth form as well. So sixth form is like an extension of school. You have like a sixth form center where you can take A-levels there. Or you can go to a college and do it um, in another place. Like I went to Berry College, for example. Yeah. So that was like, that's like the next town along from Rochdale. And would you say, so I think this is super fascinating because yeah. Canadians, I don't think we actually run any kind of program like that. We go, you know, we go till you're 18, you graduate, then you're expected to go to university. And I think a lot of kids struggle with understanding what they want to do after they graduate. They don't really have that uh, vision or what degree they want to take in university or if they even want to go. Mm-hmm. By sounding like this, this A level thing, or this mid-term college, yeah. it really, I think it exposes you to what you actually enjoy Yeah, in a way, fair. right? Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Like you can go into it and uh, it's because you can pick your modules, right? So you go into it and you can pick things that you want to do um, and then from there, make a decision on whether you want to go. You can take, you can drop out of school again there if you want to or you can carry on to university and then, you know, extend into something that you wanted to do in, in the A-levels and things. So, for example, I did business for my, one of mine. So I did business management in university. I put that forward and then that kind of opened me up to business and all these aspects of other kind of businesses and things like that. All the elements that come with it, like marketing, economics, everything that goes with that as well. And then from there, I finally, by the end of university, kind of had an idea of wanted to, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I'm, I, will, I will say, like, you I mean, it's funny that you got me on here because I'm not exactly the poster boy of the educational system. <laughs> By all means, but I can definitely help out in this kind of situation to kind of give you a comparison of it all. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not expecting you to be the poster boy of 
<laughs> yeah, the superintendent yeah, yeah. Of, of the of the high schools there. But what I'm curious to know is what what was the social you know environment like at UK high schools? Is it mixed gender, or are you were you strictly a all boys school? Oh no, you can. Well, it depends. So that's another thing as well. You've got grammar schools. If you want to go to a grammar school, which is like a paid for education, um, that they tend to be girls and boys schools. So like Berry Grammar, for example, was a school. And they have a girls and boys section in there. And then you go into like um, A-levels or whatever you want to do. So I went to uh, a school called Alder Hill in Rochdale, which was a mixed school. And like, it was a bit rough around the edges, for, definitely. <laughs> but um, it was a good school. I actually would go, I'd definitely go back again if I had to like shoot, start, start all over again. Yeah. And relive that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, like I was, I've been, I, I think about it quite a lot now. I've moved to Canada, like thinking, you know, if it, if everything that I've done previously meant that I got to here, I'd just repeat it all again. If it meant I was going to be in the place where I am right now. That's a hot take. Yeah. That's totally a hot take. <laughs> so you spoke about university. I'm curious to know, it's three years, right? You spend at university for your degree or is it yes. four? Well, you can, there's obviously ranges on it. It depends what course you do. So if you're an architect, you probably go on for like years and years, right? But usually it's about three years. Yeah. About three years. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's a big difference in, because Canada's four. We have right, to do yeah, four years yeah. to complete your bachelor's. Why is that? What do you, what's the first year about? And then you do first, like the first two years are pretty like mandatory. You don't really get like a good say into the courses you pick. I don't think like mm-hmm. it's kind of, you got to follow this. And then by third and fourth year, you're kind of in the flow of doing your degree. Right. Like you're just focused on these elements, doing a lot more lab work, um, more co-op. Yeah. No, that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, you, I did do four years by resat year because I wanted to get a better grade on my other ones as well. Um, and then first year in university as well you kind of bit of a, a party phase that you go through in most universities that and most people that i know anyway you kind of sit there and get into like this kind of oh, just like just left home i'm away from everywhere now i'm away from everyone now i can kind of do what i want and everyone gets into that weird mindset and then you sort of settle into it and go but and then you go harder in second year yeah and yeah. the previous podcast i talked to ollie you yeah. know ollie the other the uk bloke mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we go on about balance at university and how he found himself just locked away in his room studying all the time. And I I think there's, you know, there's those people and there's people who get too carried away with partying or too carried (laughs) away with everything. People aren't understanding how to find balance. We talk about taking breaks from university. And I think that does tie into what you just said about first year Mm -hmm. and having the redo. Yeah. So if you could go back, would you, well, I I don't know. I, I bet you don't regret anything, but. Would you? Yeah. No, I mean, I think the whole four years, I'm glad it did. Like, I'm glad it happened. Like the people I met, the you know everything, all the friendships that came along with that were well worth it. And you got to stay, I got to stay in university for four years, which is great. Like, so, and Leeds was a great town to to stay in. Big, big university, big, big university city. And yeah, I don't think I would do. I'd like. I'm glad I did it. To be fair. I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm hoping for in my my four years I'm yeah, gonna yeah. spend next year. So, yeah. Yeah, you should take it. Just take as much as you can with it. Yeah, as yeah. much time at university as you can. And why? Okay, so I know you didn't really have a great idea of what you wanted to do when you were in A levels, but you started to understand that you wanted to be a part of business. Mm-hmm. And why was that? It it was more the um, I latched onto like the marketing modules that I was doing. Um, I, I got really into kind of like the branding and just everything that came with that. Like it was a bit there was a bit of a creative side too business on that side i didn't take to like economics and things i didn't really i didn't really fancy that side of it but when it came to like the 
when I just saw that you could be involved in like advertising and I was kind of into that, all that kind of thing where you could kind of just get creative with it and, and enjoy it really. And then I found, eventually found something that I really, really liked doing. So it was good. Yeah. And after you graduated university, did you find a career right away or were you? No. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. no, that's the hard part, right? <laughs> no, no. So like finished university when I was about 22, I think it was. And then I needed money. I kind of wanted to just get a place and I was looking for money really, really quickly. And a friend of mine back home called Tom, he found me a job at like um, just a customer service role, like just that kind of thing. So I was just like, right, okay, I'll get into that, get some money, started living with a couple of friends and uh, just paying, you know, just paying, finding a job to pay the way while I found something else that I really wanted to do. That turned into like a year of doing that. And then eventually like found some weird, weird jobs <laughs> in the end. So I was like, like one of them. I think the weirdest one was where I was like selling scratch cards on a, on a, you know, like a shop corner <laughs> for like a, a charity of some kind. I can't remember the name of the charity now, actually, it's weird. Um, but that was something that it kind of like branded itself as like sales and marketing. It said sales and marketing on the, like on the job. So I was like, well, marketing, that sounds pretty good. I'll go and have a look. So I went through quite a range of interviews with different things. Most of them were just telling me you don't have enough experience to come into these, into this work. And then these guys let me in and then I found it was just some like very, very strange like job that I just managed to like latch on for a couple of months for. And then funny enough, I got pushed into this other interview by an ex-girlfriend of mine. She actually pushed me into it. And then I landed this job that I'm sort of at right now. I'm still working for the same company, but they've extended into Canada and that's where I'm here as well. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much why you came over in a way, right? Kind of. I um I went so the job I'm working at right now I'm um for like it's a, a marketing company but in we work in the fintech place so like uh, we actually built a uh, credit monitoring product for Canadians but when I actually originally came over here we hadn't we hadn't started that business I've been working in the Manchester office for about five six years and I was kind of like just thinking you know I haven't lived anywhere else apart from England and I'm nearly thirty so I kind of said to myself. You know, the money's good, but I might, I might kind of like go and see what I can do in, in another country. But I got here and about, fortunately for me, about six months into the trip, the CEO of the company calls me up and says he's going to be um, opening up a Canadian office. And he wants me to be the kind of like the marketing and sales director for the company. So I kind of landed on my feet there. <laughs> good opportunity too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose it's good working. I've been working for five years, so it's like, you know, I think he trusted me to kind of get all that kind of thing off the ground there. And that's when I met you. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's a, exactly. Three years ago, you met me. One thing I want to talk about is you said earlier about you're trying to land this job with a marketing company or mm -hmm. marketing sales as they propose themselves. Yeah. But when you went, went in, you, they came back and said, you don't have enough experience. Mm -hmm. And I find that so fascinating and so stupid yeah. or yeah. ironic in a way that, you know, we have kids who graduate with degrees and yet they go to find a job and people are turning them down because they don't have enough experience. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so silly that the fact that it's already hard enough to find a job, but you need experience in that job to work for them, but you can't find the experience because you can't find that job. I just, yeah. I find that so ironic that that's how our society is right now, that yeah. you have to find experience that you don't have to even get into the field you want to be in. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's like it, it will. That was the big kind of 
topic when we were in our early 20s, when we just got out of university, it was like the topic that we were all talking about. No one really, not many people I know, like landed a job straight after university. Like everyone kind of like paid their dues a little bit. And then even then I was kind of like, you know, in my head, I was sort of still wondering what I'm going to do. Because I had a degree in business management and then I was kind of like, you know, I don't want to take a job where it doesn't have anything to do with the with the degree. Um, I want to try and find something. So I tried many, many different marketing agencies um and just yeah i just couldn't get in like just i was about i was only like 22 at the time and they just wouldn't uh give me the time of day really so it was all about experience yeah so maybe that's another thing you know looking back you know when i say if we can finish school at 16 what would the opportunity have been if you finished school at 16 and started your career in a market in a marketing career when you started at 16 years old probably not too good yeah i'm not sure yeah so i think the extra extra years of school are pretty valid yeah yeah, just for even if you dislike school, I've gone on about this, but even if you dislike school, it is valuable to soak up as much free education as you can before yeah. it becomes too expensive. Yeah, it's worth it. And then you can, you know, I treasure like the, the friendships and everything that I made out of that decision, like going down that path and friends for life and a lot of a lot of different areas of England, some around the world and stuff. And it all worked out really well in the end, yeah. True, the connections. Yeah, connections totally. Yeah, yeah, definitely. make everything better, right? So yeah. a lot of, and that's how you kind of like you can make your way into businesses that way as well, or whatever kind of career you're looking for, right? Yeah, you know people. That's the way you get in, really. Yes. So you got off the flight and you arrived in Canada. Where did you arrive? I arrived in. Well, I just, I touched down in Vancouver. Um, I was with a couple of friends from from the UK, and. Uh, that's Mike and Kieran, and um, we—I was originally just going to make my way to Banff. Um, that's the the big, whatever. I didn't realize at the time, but that's what everyone in the UK seems to do when they get here is go to Banff, and then I got there, and it's all you—it's all people from the UK <laughs> and Australia. <laughs> I think I met one Canadian in Banff. <laughs> I thought but, there was a lot of old people at Banff. Or there's am a I few, wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but they're on the outskirts. Yeah, yeah. I think Canmore probably you see more Canadians there. But yeah, we um. Yeah, originally just we were, I was just going to travel around for a little bit. Went to the island, checked out Tofino. It's funny enough, I actually came to Squamish for three days, and it was raining like crazy. You couldn't see a thing. You couldn't see any mountains, and I was just like, "This is weird. This place." I don't know. Typical Squamish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, typical. And then when you when the skies open, you eventually go like, "Ah, oh, okay, now I get it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now I get why everyone comes here." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then. Yeah, amazingly made our way over to over to Banff and then stayed there for about six months. And I was just work I was actually working on the front desk of a hostel there just for a while, just looking for some kind of work to do. And in the meantime, that's when I got the call up from my old boss saying that we're opening up this Canadian business. Um I put in about probably like twenty hours a week just working for my laptop in the mean while I was working at the hostel as well. Just building up my my part of the business, which is like the marketing side, the partnership side, you know, making like um, as many partnerships as I could at that time, ready for when we launched the product. And then you know, it was like kind of gold time at this time. Yep. Yeah. And when did you make your way to Squamish? Why did you even, is my question. Yeah, it's funny because you remember like cause I came here for three days and then I didn't really think much of it. And then a couple of friends of mine, um, Dickie and Harriet, they uh, came uh, over here from Banff. So we've been living in Banff for about six months together there. And you met them in Banff? Yeah, actually, you met them? I met them. I met them guys actually at uh, a music festival back home 
Really? And then we all coincidentally ended up in Banff together. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> and then we've been mates ever since. So, yeah, it's funny. That's a funny old little world there. But we they made their way over here. Um, I think they're big rock climbers as well. So they heard about the climbing over here, came over and then called me up and said, oh, it's amazing. Like, you've got to come over here. Like, it's like, so they were here in like the summertime as well. Um, so I went, right, okay, packed up all my stuff. And I had a van at the time, like a beat up Chevy Astro. I threw, threw all my stuff in the back and just drove um, all the way here. Passed like Nelson and all that kind of stuff. Broke down on the way. And then eventually just made my way here in November 2018. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all coming back now. When you first started at a at look over there, it, it must have been December, door, right? December. Uh, it was probably. I think it was probably like a week after I arrived. So like, yeah, late November, in November, pretty late much. November, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, the look over is really, really good about scooping up uh, foreigners coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We got all the French French boys in the in the truck right now yeah. from Quebecois. So <laughs> yeah, well, I was like knocking on the door of the truck, and then uh, Stefan poked his head out and it's like, "Do you cook?" Yeah. You can cut. It's like, get in. All right, okay, you start on Monday. <laughs> Literally, that's. I think you <laughs> ever like, want a job? It's, it's that simple. Shout local. Yeah, shout local. <laughs> Did you get a free burger for that one? Oh, maybe. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. I'll, I'll let them know that I'm promoting their brand. Maybe yeah. they hook me up with something. There's Dwight. We're on it. Yeah, like you were like 15 then, weren't you, when I first met you? Uh, yeah, about 15. You've probably been working there for like 15 years or something as well. I'm about to hit 15 years, <laughs> yeah. uh, my whole life. Straight out the womb, I was there. <laughs> Feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I want to talk about, I know uh, our good friend Elsa, or yes. your, your girlfriend Elsa, right. works uh, works at the Locavore with me now. Mm-hmm. But that's how you two met. I remember uh, yeah. she would whisper in my ear, oh my God, Rory. <laughs> Rory's so hot. I was like, oh my gosh, stop it. Yes, Elsa. Yes, Elsa. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite moments. Like, just <laughs> how that how that even started is hilarious to me. Yeah. Yeah, that was a funny one. Yeah, it works Christmas too. <laughs> yeah. And when did you guys full? Well, Elsa went to Australia, but when did yeah. you guys fully start dating? Um, Probably like December. So December when I first arrived. And then I went back to the UK for Christmas for a couple of weeks um, and then came back and then we just kind of like fully started dating them really. And then, well, I mean, yeah, that was it. And then I think I also went to Australia probably like April. Yeah. For about yeah, yeah, seven yeah. months. And then uh, just came back and it just like just never been gone. Yeah. Was that hard for you just meeting Elsa, just starting this relationship and then her taking off to Australia? It was weird, but it was, uh, it was okay. We kept in touch a lot. Like we kept in touch most, like most days and we're always kind of texting or FaceTiming and everything like FaceTime's like, it's not even like, I don't even miss family like as much as I should be because of FaceTime and stuff. But it's like, I was just doing the same with Elsa. Like she was going, it's different time zones, which was a bit of a pain sometimes, but in the end it just kind of went by and, uh, I was having such a good summer as well. We're just having a, we're just kind of rock climbing swimming in lakes and things i was getting to enjoy squamish in the summertime so it's kind of you know the no rain there. squamish yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was uh i had a lot to i had a lot to keep occupied with <laughs> oh yeah yeah and how has been your experience at squamish fully because i know when did you when you got the squamish you started rock climbing or were you climbing before that no no see i only started rock climbing when i met these guys so like dickie harriet all my mates as well in bam and then um fully started it when I came here and uh 
Yeah, I mean, it's be, I mean, obviously, it's it's like football in England, rock climbing here, isn't it? Like everyone does it. So I kind of uh, went all in with it, bought a lot of stuff, and just kind of enjoyed actually, just enjoyed it so much that it made me. I don't know. It's just an adventure sport. It takes you to a lot of different places that you wouldn't be able to get if you didn't have a few skills to to get you there. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I know you've climbed the chief multiple times. I'm pretty twice, sure yeah, twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's one of my bucket list things. I would love to get up there and go for it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you've said it's not even too bad. It's not. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, if you have got a good partner, I was uh, climbing with Dicky actually in that one. So he's a very, very strong climber, and uh, it's very, it's very easy. It just makes you feel relaxed and stuff. So oh yeah, if you've got someone that's really knows what they're doing, then it's a lot easier. <laughs> Simple. Well, I know Elsa wants to get up there this summer. Yeah, you're yeah, challenging yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's on the. That's definitely on the list this summertime. We're gonna be doing a lot more of uh, getting a lot more multi pitches, I think, as well. Yeah, as well. And uh, what's the yeah, the summer's going to be a good summer, I think. It is, man. I've got a good feeling about it. Hopefully yeah. as everyone starts to get vaccinated and yeah. restrictions maybe loosen up. I know it's kind of getting a bit worse right now, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's, I don't know what, what the plan is with our age group and things with the vaccine and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff, but just keep your head down and like, make sure you get it when you get it, I think. Yeah, just keep chugging away. Yeah. Be safe and... Yeah, nothing more you can do. No, not really. <laughs> so last year... You turned 30. I remember that. <laughs> Cheers for that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to make you feel old, but what a special day that was for you. I know. Yeah. That was. That was you were there. You were on the beach. I was there. I brought the speaker and then got yeah, yelled at the next morning because right. I took the speaker. <laughs> through your 20s, what did you learn is one thing I want to know. Is what did you learn through your 20s? I suppose the work, the work that I did, the job that I did, it was a startup company. So I was like employee number three in the company. And from that from being as a startup company you learn every aspect of the business really really quickly so you, usually if you start on like a big company you probably section to one section of the business right you probably you know you whether you do marketing you probably stick with the marketing team most of the time and i've, I've worked for big companies and that's what happened like i used to work for like a broadband company and like the marketing team would stick together customer service team is apart from each other but with a startup company you kind of learn really really quickly so i was going to like board board level meetings and things at the age of like 23 and, and you know i was i had a good mentor at the time as well so like the, the boss my managing director at the time he's called owen he uh taught me a lot of stuff just in business and things and i would just basically tag along with him to these kind of meetings and just listening a lot of the time and then from there i kind of about it probably took me a couple of years but from there i got the kind of courage to go off and just do it on my own eventually so could you say exposing yourself with not higher up people, but people with experience in a certain field or just in life in general can be super valuable yeah. as you're trying to discover your own self-identity through the 20s? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it was a complete accident that I ended up with that job. I got like, my ex-girlfriend, as I mentioned, like pushed me kind of into that going for it. But it was one of the best things that actually happened because, again, like I managed to, I learned so quickly and had, you had to learn really quickly on like different things. and how to adapt to other people. It's more like, you know, because I'm dealing with partnerships and things, you deal with people a lot and just adapting to different kinds of scenarios, different kind of businesses. I'd go to, you know, meetings in big companies in Manchester and London, go to conferences down in London as well. And you just threw up, I just ended up throwing myself in the deep end and, you know, just learned a lot of things on the way really. Yeah, uh, that's one thing is yeah. to never stop learning. Yeah, yeah, no, obviously, yeah, keep keep doing it, like, because 
you can't stop. So you can't. There's no, you're not the finished article anytime, are you really? So it's true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. I, I don't know. That's something I've wanted to take with me, or that I've tried to focus in on my life. Like the reason why I got into working at Locavore is mainly one because it's great money, but two because I'm meeting these people who are a bit older than me. And especially Rory, he's given me lots and lots of good advice just and just, yeah, just, just a bit older. <laughs> nah, no, you don't, you don't look the age, come on. But, you know, yeah. this great information about how I can take my life and also compliments about what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. It's, I think it's very valuable to surround yourself with good people mm-hmm. and with a lot of valuable knowledge that they're willing to pass on. Yeah. So completely agree. Yeah. Like you mentioned, like having like a, a mentor early on in in the workplace was really really valuable to me because he kind of like he'd worked for ibm and lived in new york for a while working there um and worked with some like large quite large companies and things in his time so he had like a lot of knowledge to pass on and we used to just go you know i used to just ask him if we go for a drink like just in town and just ask him lots of questions and he used to end up being really good mates and it just teach me a lot of stuff so that was really really valuable totally yeah yeah, it's definitely fine. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> what? So now my my next question is: What are you looking forward to now that you're thirty? What are you looking forward to in your thirties? That's a good question. Um, I'm looking forward to finding a place to like to call home. A lot of the time, I suppose. Like Squamish is quite an expensive town. Um, I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to working with the company that I'm working for now as well. But because we we're, we're like kind of a, a startup company again so it's like it was that was really good because i was coming back into that startup environment where because i've been working for that company before in manchester for about six years it was good again to kind of like hit the reset button and start it all over again because it's all exciting and it's all so we're still we're going to be making that scale as much as we possibly can and then just enjoying canada as much as i can i mean i just got my permanent residency here so like uh i can relax a little bit now and uh really kind of you know just take a bit of time and think about the future a little bit more as well can you see yourself going back to uk are you living here forever i don't know yeah i mean uh at the minute in my head it's feeling that way um i'm kind of i don't know i'm like i'm looking never know but like at the minute canada is just so good like it's just so amazing like it's so beautiful so oh my why would i i mean if i can find somewhere to, if I can find a house that I can, you know, afford and things and a place I really want to stay and call home, then yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think it's uh, Canada's booming right now. I know, I know, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, if you've got a house here, you're, you're, you're winning really, aren't you? If you've already got a house there. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> we can get in early, right? I know. You're saving for one, right? You're saving for one, right? Oh, saving for one? Oh, I mean, eventually I got yeah. I don't know what to do yet. There's many options. I could, I could do that or... That was it. Travel was, or I don't yeah. know. Well, that was it. Like when I met you, I think you may have been like, I said I wasn't a poster boy for the UK education system, but you definitely seem to be one for the Canadian one because you seem to be, and I think you're the only kind of young lad that I've met in Canada. But as because I was so like blown away by what you do, like what you where your head was when you were like 15 when I met you, and you said you were saving for u- university at that time, and I was like, <laughs> I was 15, I think. I don't know, from these PS2 games that I was trying to save up for or something like that. <laughs> you're, too, you're, too, I mean, you're, I, you're too young for PS2, right? Yeah. My friends at school like to call me a, a dad of two. Like, yeah. they like the, Sometimes I don't feel like I belong in the same age group. I think I can push my limits with my age sometimes, yeah. with my thinking. But I do like to think I'm 17 and try hard to be a kid. And Yeah. 
I think it's exactly what you talked about is surrounding yourself with these mentors. Yeah. I think just having older siblings and having parents who really work hard to push me and not really baby me in a way that, you know, makes me work hard to understand my limits and understand who I am at such a young age is that, you know, no one's done things for me. I've had to really do it for myself and surrounding myself with these talented and knowledgeable people really helped me build my age, I think, in a way. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Like you should keep doing it and just keep surrounding yourself with people like that. And then, you know, keep learning. I think uh, I didn't really grasp the learning size of how important it is until I got into the workplace as much. I mean, obviously I knew it was important when I was a kid, but when I got into the workplace and then found that, you know, you can't, there's no, you can't stop. Like you've got to keep growing and things. That was a, a big important aspect when I got into that. Totally. Yeah. Well, thank you, Roy. Yeah. It's been pleasure. a pleasure yeah. for having you on the, the Marcel Mondays podcast. <laughs> Hopefully you can come back maybe one day to share <laughs> information about your thirties, maybe when you're 40. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. How long yeah. I can keep this thing going, but yeah, well, congrats on it, bro. I'm a, I'm a subscriber, so <laughs> there you go. He's subscribed. Are you? You better check it out now. Subscribe. All right, guys. Take care.